It's an episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. Holy guacamole. We got a big one. We got a big one, and it's a little different. A little different this week. A What's on the Web special. We've got Paul Hare with us here for the entire broadcast. I'm pretty stoked about this one. Paul, how you doing, buddy? Michael, if it's called a broadcast, does that mean it's a bunch of women casting? Is that what it is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> In 1932, wait, what is this, Dame? Is this a broadcast? Yes. <laughs> it's a it's a broadcast. We're taking you back to the 1940s for some legs, some gams. Look at those stems. Okay, um, so here's what happens. It's like we started doing that segment, What's on the Web with Paul? And we always run out of time. And so we're we're running the show today. We're all over the place. There's some stuff that I definitely want to talk about that I think is – that we have to – in terms of, you know, politics and blah, blah, blah. But for the most part, it's going to be a what's on the web spectacular free form. And I'm just going to start it off uh, before we get to I got some stuff that's dude. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> I was so angry yesterday. Uh-oh. Managed to get past it last night. I vented bigly on Facebook over this thing. Got past it, improved my mood, and then this Good. morning, this morning, it's like my panties started to retwist, and I started Uh-oh. to get upset about it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's if you don't know what I'm talking about, you guys probably do because I imagine the people who dig the podcast are also watching the the Loftus Party Facebook page, which you should be. <laughs> we need we we need your help. It's uh, it's crazy. So if you don't know what happened, Paul. Here's the here's the quick rundown. Here's the quick rundown. And now just to set the stage for this, and I'm, I'm not going to go off on a rant. I swear, I swear, I swear, I'm not going to do it. So to set the stage for this, before the 2020 election, uh, the the Loftus Party Facebook page, we were we were on about six million screens. You know, they have the analytics, and you can see this is how many times your content, the content that you're creating on on Facebook, and yada yada. This has gone out to like six million screens. No, there's definitely not. It is a very big number. And then I posted an article from uh, the Daily Wire that was uh, about an arsonist in the California fires were going full tilt boogie. The California fires that respected borders, by the way, the California (laughs) fires that didn't go to Mexico, the the California fires that didn't go up to Washington, that kind of thing. So uh, in California. They had arrested an arsonist, uh, and they think he was responsible for, like, three of the fires. They arrested him, and then they had that, no, that new thing where, hey, don't the bail's not an issue. We're just going to let you right out. They think he sat – he did six more. They suspected him <laughs> of six more. So I thought, okay. So I posted that article, and then it got flagged for uh, – by some kind of fact checker. They, they claimed that I, by posting that article, I was implying – that arson was the reason for all the fires and that climate change had nothing to do with it, that I was a climate change (laughs) denier. So they uh, cranked down the reach of the page. Like, uh, just like right before the election, in the the month and a half leading up to the election. So they cranked me way down. So that's the kind of thing that they're fact-checking. Then uh, then, uh, a couple, like a, a month and a half ago, when there was that craziness going on with Dr. Seuss and Joe Biden, there was a, a cartoon meme 
where it said, you know, Trump killed ISIS and Biden killed Dr. Seuss. Got flagged <laughs> for that. Got flagged for that by implying uh, by implying that Joe Biden had literally killed Dr. Seuss. So that's the kind of thing they're they're fact checking. Okay, so that's that's where we are. That's that's the kind of thing they're fact checking on Facebook. Two days ago, I get a, a, a message from on, on Facebook from a friend of mine, a, a fan and someone who follows the Loftus Party. They go, hey, just so you know, there's a Facebook account impersonating you. And I'm like, whoa, that's that's it's the second time this has happened. So I'm like, whoa, do me a favor, report it, would you? Yeah. And then another person, you know, <laughs> hey, there's a Facebook account. Hey, do me a favor, report it. So I got an email from Facebook. We, we, we received a report that someone is uh, impersonating you. We're going to look into it. And I'm like, there you go. That's very <laughs> fast. Of all the, there's billions of people on Facebook. I'm like, wow, they're very fast. I looked at the account. It's a picture of me. It's a picture of me. And it's. The name is Michael Loftus, and the scam is uh, he comments on one of, of on one of the posts that the Loftus party has made or that I've made, and he goes, "Hey, thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing my post. <laughs> I'm I'm running a con- so the guy is using a picture of me using uh, my name and saying thanks for sharing my post on a on." He's running a contest for the people who share. You could win $500. You could win up to $1,000, yada, yada, yada. So I'm pretty pissed off. Facebook writes me back. Uh, oh, my gosh. I'll, ha- I'll ooh, this is this is exciting. I'll have the exact, the exact wording because I, t- <laughs> I took a screen grab of it. It is so um, – hi, Michael. This is the Facebook email. Hi, Michael. We reviewed the profile your friend reported and found it isn't pretending to be you and doesn't go against our community standards. <laughs> isn't pretending to be me. I lost my mind. I lost my mind. And so I went on Facebook and I put up, you know, hey, not safe for work because I I was just letting the expletives fly. So they can they will fact check a, a, a meme about Dr. Seuss, which pictures the cat in the hat and all that. They'll, they will fact check that. But someone who's using my name and my likeness and posting as if they posted the comment, that, that person, no. They're not pretending to be me. They're not <laughs> pretending to be me. So I think there is something more, uh, who knows, if there's something more nefarious at play. But uh, someone had the, the 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 thought that they I guess this happens to Dan Bongino a lot. It happens to a lot of people on the right, and Facebook lets these things go, and then they and then they they add up, and then they they multiply, and then Facebook then takes down all of the the profiles. Uh, so all the Michael Loftus like my account will go down. And the scammers will go down, and then they'll just go, "Oh, oopsie, that was a mistake. Sorry." <laughs> However, I'll be. I don't, why the hell are you laughing at that? How is that funny? We're making it big time now. That's that's what someone else said. Was like, "Hey, it's like you're uh, you're you're in the big time, but I don't want my account to get taken down and then have to go through some kind of hassle to rebuild from ground zero." And it's just it's it's the first time. And I guess this is what offends me so bad is that it's just so blatant. It's just so blatant. They can have fact checkers 
doing the most minute detail, but like a blatant attempt of identity theft and running a scam, they just look the other way. And and not, not only do they, they look the other way, they condone it. Eh, he's not pretending to be you. I'm getting mad again. So anyway, uh, the good news is I am having uh, a dinner tonight, and I had a wonderful meeting last night with some people who are way more connected than I am. And Facebook just has no idea. Like, this isn't petty uh, on my half behalf, but I'm 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 literally I I am talking to people in Congress, and uh, I'm going to be talking to some people who are very close to a former president of the United States, and I am aggressively, aggressively going to encourage anyone who will listen in Congress with, with more power that I have to go after Facebook. And just, that's going to be, that's going to be like my, my number one issue, my number one issue, whoever it's like that. It's like, it's like Dune, you know, whoever, whoever controls the spice controls the universe, (laughs) whoever controls Facebook controls the controls politics. So that's, what's going on there. I'm trying to, I'm trying to lighten up today. I'm trying to lighten up today. It's just bleak out here, dude. It's like cold. It's gray. It's kind of rainy. So whatever. I got to get fired up. I got to get fired up. What is rocking your boat? What's got you go? What's got you fired up, excited, just stoked to be alive today? Well, first of all, I know what you've gone through with Facebook. Facebook years, you know, it's been years now. They locked me out of my account and wanted me to send all sorts of ID out of my page. Mm-hmm. With me, and once that happened, I just left Facebook. I mean, if you can't laugh at it at this point, what are you going to do? Because, I mean, the president of the United States isn't allowed on Facebook, being Trump. So, right. I mean, it's this has been this is the story of my life as far as you know. Just everything is against you. Didn't you I have did the same? Have... Pro- you've had the same problem with YouTube. You've had people putting up your your videos of you doing stand up comedy, and YouTube won't take it down. It's a matter of what are you going to do at this point. And we've tried telling people, hey, we need to make our own platforms. Nobody does it. Nobody goes over there. Nobody goes to the other platforms. Nobody does it. So there's really not a whole lot you can do. I mean, if you can talk to people and they can do something, great. But as far as Congress or the government doing something, I'm not I'm not holding my breath that they're going to do anything. Well, I, here's, the, here's, here's that echo. Do you hear that? I do not have an echo on my end. Ooh. Very exciting. Very exciting. It's now I'm like, it's like I'm in uh, a bit of a, a, a cavern. Ooh, it went away. I'm back out of the cave. Um, You know what? It is, it is a little daunting. It is a little daunting. And Congress definitely has, you know, reasons to, to drag their feet on it and the money of big tech and, and blah, 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 blah. I just can't go quietly into that long good night because that's what it, it's, 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 um, it's a propaganda machine. Now, here's the upside to the Trump thing. And I did a video on this, and I think I didn't title the video correctly or I didn't show the uh, the amount of outrage. The upside to the the Facebook grand high council ruling, which that I was making fun of that, and I think I was a little in front. Of, to me, that, that whole thing is ridiculous. To me, that whole thing is ridiculous. Like the Facebook, it thinks so highly of themselves. That they're like, we need to reach a decision on what to do with Donald Trump. So we're going to convene a Facebook council of the Grand High. Like, what is that? 
So who who's on the council and what what do they have any like power? What are we talking about? What are we, what the, what are this like? It's like a joke. It's like you can't do this yourself. You can't figure this crap out yourself. So it's all like a big propaganda PR thing. And and like I likened it to the 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 guardians from Green Lantern, those big headed people who lived on planet Ao or whatever or Oa. <laughs> so. Uh, the Grand High uh, Facebook Council reached this conclusion that they said to Facebook, your rules are really – there's just too much wiggle room in your rules. Your rules are not specific at all. So what we want you to do, Facebook, you need to look at your rules, make them more specific, and also you need to make the punishment more specific you need to let people know where they stand so to me that was the the good news in all of it because facebook's rules and like fake news misleading news misleading is the horrible and youtube has some horrible horrible ones if you want to advertise on youtube they have you have to go down this checklist are you talking about uh sex stuff are you using dirty words are there kids is there drug use are there guns and the very last one is like, is there anything that a viewer might find unsettling? And that's the one that's like, that's the big, that's the murky one right there. Unsettling. Everything's unsettling. Everything. Somebody, I could do a video about ceiling fans. I guarantee you somebody is paranoid about ceiling fans and they're going to find it unsettling. So that's just, that's just carte blanche to kick out, to kick off whoever you want. So I think that point was, I think it was. I think it was missed on a lot of people. I think a lot of conservatives are like, you do a video about, you know, Trump continued to be banned from Facebook for another six months. And if the video doesn't start with a- outrage immediately, they're like, <laughs> okay, this guy sucks. Yep. This guy sucks. He's not pissed off enough. Yep. <laughs> so that's where I was. That's where I was. I'm actually, but let's say it's once again, it's like the Facebook Grand High Council. What what the hell? Do they have any legal power? Well, like to me, the whole thing seems ridiculous unless six six months from now, uh, Facebook makes the uh, necessary changes. Here's the other change that I want to see made. And then I'm going to talk to uh, people with more power than I. There has to be a way to get a hold of a human being. I think this should be a, a, a rule for uh, – maybe this is very, you know, unconservative of me. But can you run a business in America without having any kind of customer service? Yes. I, I mean, think we should have a rule where you cannot. That, that's, a whole, that's a whole different podcast because I could go off on what it is. America is not the America that was founded anymore. Used to be able to hang a, a sign out your front door and go into business. You can't do that anymore. Everything's regulated, and the people that made it big, these billionaires like Zuckerberg and Gates, they started out by no college degrees and just convincing somebody to, to hire them when there was no reason for them to hire them. And then once they make it big, they get in bed with the government and put all these regulations and laws in place to make it so that people who are like they were can't do what they did. So that's a whole nother. I mean, if you want me to go off on businesses now and how businesses run in America, I mean, I could sit here and talk to you for hours about that. Mm. So, I mean, but I'm proposing this. I'm proposing this that if you have a business, it's like check this out on Facebook. Facebook does it because, like, uh, the the Loftus Party, the Facebook page, 
uh, is technically like a business account. And they're constantly verify your business account. Does your, your business has to have a phone number. You cannot leave this field blank. You cannot leave this field blank. You must provide a phone number. So that's their role. But like if, if something goes wrong on Facebook, you have no recourse. Like zero. Exactly. I'm in this. Exactly. So I think I'm, I'm what I'm proposing is like this is the this. If you have like a mom, a mom and pop pizza shop. If if your pizza's wrong, you, you, there's a phone number that you call. There's a there's a place you can email and get a response. There is no customer service for Facebook, and if there is, it's so buried you cannot find it. You've got I've I have looked. It's like looking for water in the desert, bro. Yeah, there is nothing there. So maybe I would I would do that as a rule. Yeah, I mean the, the great suggestion. And if you can do that, I'll, I'm hundreds of percent behind you. Hope you can get it. I hope you can you can work with the people you know and you get and make these changes. That would be great if you can. It would be it would be fantastic. Do you know you can get a hold of people at Google? Google no. even has it. Oh, you got to go through so many hoops. Yeah, okay. So many hoops. Yeah, there was a a fantastic person who was ha- helping me out when I was first diving into advertising the YouTube channel on YouTube. And there is a process. And you had to, you have to call this number, and they ask you what you're doing, and then you have to call this number, which is a person in Colorado, and then they, you have to call this person. It's a person in the Philippines. It was a day. It was a day of effort, and then finally you reach the person that you're supposed to talk to, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm going on vacation. I'll be <laughs> back in like two weeks." Uh, and it's just, it's insane. It's insane. Holy smoke. Okay, so here's what's coming up. This seems like a, a great natural break. The next, we're going to take we're gonna take a break, uh, talk a little bit about the tour that I'm planning for, for this summer. Good. And we got we to talk about what's on the web. All right, so we're going to take a break, and we're going to be right back. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy. <laughs> we have that that laughter you hear on the other end of the the Skype audio thingy mahui is Greg Gutfeld. Greg Gutfeld, I I can't believe you're on the show. Thanks for being here, buddy. I I'm 
I'm so happy to be here after screwing you over uh, today, forgetting. And then the other time was during a that hurricane. Yes. All my power went out, and I actually was hiding in my bathroom in the basement. Uh, it was a, it was crazy. I'm like I'm from the West Coast. I don't understand weather. Like we don't have weather. So. Yeah, well, that's that's. I grew up in Ohio, and my whole joke when I moved after I moved to California in like '99 was like, "This is too much." There's no, pre- you can't. The problem with California is you can't predict anything. There's just going to be a wildfire. There's just going to be a mudslide. Then then there's just going to be an earthquake. There's no warning. I like oh, I like, I like the East Coast. I like you get a warning. They're like, "Here comes a powerful storm that's going to kick your ass. You might want to hunker down now." Yeah, but then in California, you won't get a warning, but then you'll have eight years of drought and nothing, just like completely <laughs> nothing. Right? They get, you, they get you complacent. They get you feeling like, okay, I guess water's our only worry, and then they shake the planet that you're walking around on. Okay. <laughs> we, we, have, we have a limited time here because I, I, I understand you're a, you're a very, very busy guy. You were probably doing a show last night. You probably had one of your big, famous Greg Gutfeld uh, drive-in movie theater shows, right? Oh, we postponed it. We, uh, we were supposed to do North Carolina at, oh my God, is it North Carolina or South Carolina? I always get them confused. You know, just pick a state and be the state. Why North and South? Why do you do that? I just try <laughs> The thing is, so uh, I was at Columbia Speedway. Where is that? North Carolina? I'm insulting people right now. But anyway, they had to postpone the COVID. So it was, I was supposed to actually do it tonight at, in about um, four hours. And uh, they decided that uh, the mass gathering would not be a good idea. So that was postponed. I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm okay with that because I would rather be safe than sorry. But it does bug me about the people who have to work for a living who have to deal with this stuff because it doesn't hurt me. I just go back to work. Exactly. And, uh, so, so, but what did you do instead? See this, that was my little, that was my little segue for you. So if you didn't do a show, what'd you get into? What does Greg Gutfeld do when he's not entertaining America? So this weekend I had carved out to travel and I didn't have to travel. So my truck, I, I is that the mechanic? I bought a defender. So I don't have a car. So I'm basically at my house up in North, like in upstate New York. I went uh, to the grocery store. This is very exciting stuff, Michael. I went to the grocery store. <laughs> my idea of a grocery store is Walgreens because when you're alone, my wife is actually in Russia because her mother was in the hospital with COVID. So my oh, wife, no. I, yeah, she had a flight and her father had COVID, her sister had COVID. <clears throat> it, was, it was a nightmare. So uh, she flew. So she's been there. So I've been on my own. And then I was quarantined for uh, COVID at Fox, because as you know, a few people at Fox got COVID. So I'm here, I ended up shopping. I went to a nice little um, grill restaurant (laughs) in Ridgefield, Connecticut. And um, then I whipped out my electric guitar. I have a a guitar that I play, but I haven't played in a while. So it's, for some reason, everything is about the tuning and the sound of the guitar, and if you get that right, you can sound like Pete Townsend. It's just it's like I can't figure it out. I, there's something that I I forgot how I can tune a guitar. I forgot how to get the right distortion, and that's driving me crazy. 
now what kind of, here's the funny thing, but this is what I did. And this is why I wanted to kind of get into this when the, when the lockdown hit, cause I played, I was in a band in high school. Yeah. We, we played a bunch of songs way too fast and badly. And then it was kind of like punk. <laughs> yeah. But of course, so now I'm like during, during the lockdown, I'm like, I'm going to learn this. I'm going to learn actually how yeah. to play these chords and all this stuff. And I, I did this, uh, and I, I get no money from these people. I wish I did. There's this app called Yousician, Y-O-U-Zition. And it's the same people who made the app Guitar Tuna. And you got to uh-huh. get those. It's, <laughs> it's going to change your life. It's going to change your life. You're tell, like, tell oh, my God. This, tell me about this. By the way, Yousician, terrible name. But why do you like it? Because, okay, here's my thing. Here, I'm going to tell you why. So I did the same thing you did. I And I actually really got pretty good. I, I bought a Godin, which is, I think, a guitar out of Mexico or Canada. I can't remember. Electric guitar. It's beautiful. It's as good as the Stratocaster. It's like, but 300 bucks. Anyway, so yeah. I, what I, what I decided to do was I went on YouTube and I go, okay, what are the songs I want to learn? And, uh, like, Blister in the Sun, Violent yes. Bam. Do, 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 do. I do that. And then I go, okay, now I want to do um, All Day and All the Night by the King. What I realized that I'm not really learning anything. I'm just learning to mimic Certain things, which is fine if you're 16 and you want to learn how to play like the Clash or whatever. But at this point in my life, you've got to kind of like learn the, the scales, right? Yes. You got to learn how to, to move everywhere and the, and the skit. So I, um, so this is so funny. Um, I realized that YouTube wasn't helpful, and there's this great guy that owns a music store in Connecticut, and he came over and he's the guy that bought that I bought the guitar from, and he was like just telling me like here's what you need to do but then that was one day before that freaking hurricane so he's like <laughs> so i'm like learning um all the scales and different so my whole thing is uh, my issue with the guitar is i want to move up and down the neck and what happens when you're learning is you get stuck in like the fifth fret right yeah. or the third fret yeah. and you're like, you know what I mean? You're not really, but you know what? When you watch people that know what they're doing, they're moving up and down the fret. And that's all about the scales and getting comfortable. But here's the thing. I wanted to learn how to play thrash metal because a lot of my favorite, a lot of the favorite music that I like now by the Melvins and Slayer and Mr. Bungle is the speed. Uh, when you've got the, the palm muting yeah. on the fret yeah. and, you are going up and down and it's like, I can't do it. And I'm wondering if it's cause I'm old and I can't learn. Like I don't, it's like me deciding to become a, an Olympic sprinter. Like I can't do it, but I look at what they're doing and I go, I know I can do this. I watched uh, King Buzzo do my, my favorite song of all time is honey bucket. And okay. I watched him play the, um, the riffage. And I'm going like, I know I could do that, but I can't. So it's like that. It drives me crazy too much. I was, so, so my question is, what does musician do for you? Because you said it's a lifesaver. Okay, so here, this is the funny. This is the funny thing. But like a buddy of mine, when I was in high school, we were playing like Beatles songs, Rolling Stones, and then I, then I, a buddy of mine turned me on to the Clash, and my, it, it literally like blew my mind. I had to pull the car over. I had to pull the car <laughs> over. So, but, but, but I never knew how anything worked. It's the same thing. I could make these noises, but I didn't know why. And it's, it, this is hilarious to me because I went out and I bought, I bought a Strat. I had a little like, uh, acoustic Yamaha, like that I was banging around on, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to dive in. I want to know why it drives me yeah. crazy. Like, why does this work? And it's, it's too funny, but your, your comment about 
guitar players who play all over the neck. It's like, wait, yeah. I was so uh, so I discovered. You don't have to, by the way. But if you look at like if you look at uh, uh, Johnny Ramone, yeah. and you see that like you know it's like he's up here, but it's like but it's it's very simple, but it's also beautiful. And uh, uh, you know, I, I have a great class story. Did I ever tell you this? I, mean, I don't know because we don't know each other that well. I had Mick Jones on Red Eye. No, you I didn't. Was, I was uh, so he was in a band called Carbon Silicon with Tony James, who's the bass player from Generation X. Gotcha. And uh, you know they both had tried out for the Damned. Uh, if you watch the Damned documentary that's on uh, Amazon Prime right now, I had no idea. So anyway, I had I had them on because I was uh, and I had great stories uh, because I got, became friends with Mick Jones, who I idolized. So yeah. he, they come on and they, they're on red eye and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like out of the, and we decided, I go, so do you want to go drinking? And he goes, yes, that would be great. I'd love to go drinking. <laughs> and so we go and, and, and we're walking to um, Langen's, which is the same place that I got wasted with Johnny Rotten about, I don't know, the three or four years before. And I'm walking with Mick Jones and I go, so how are things going? He's like, you know, Greg, I don't know. I've, it's been such a long time since I've really played and I, I just don't have the confidence. And I'm like going, dude, you're Mick Jones. <laughs> Mick Jones. What are you talking about? And not Mick Jones from Foreigner. Mick Jones from the class. It's yeah. Like, like he, was, he, was, he was like, he had, he was one of those guys that was made greater by being in a band. And when he left, but then Big Audio Dynamite was pretty good. But he was like, he had, he had like um, walked away and like, he needed a comp, like a great riffage. He needed, he needed some kind of structure for it. It was interesting. So him and I and me, him, me and uh, Tony James, who it was also, I mean, Gen X was amazing. And we all went to a bar. We got loaded. And then when I, I'd written a book that had about a year earlier on England called The Lessons from the Land of Pork Scratchings. And I had, it finally came out. So I flew uh, to London to do a book signing thing. And I threw a party at this pub. And uh I ended up going to the West Way, where Mick Jones, oh, so amazing. Mick Jones, um, Glenn Matlock, uh, who's a drummer, Paul Cook from the Sex Pistols. So they're all playing. They're all playing. And I'm there with Elena. And you might, my wife, we may, it may still be on YouTube. And I'm standing there, and it's all filmed, on, it, it's all filmed in this, uh, Carbon Silicon under the West Way. And me and Elena are there. And Mick Jones is like looking at my wife, and he goes, this song's for you. It's for Fox News. He goes, it's for Fox News. It, <laughs> it, 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 he goes, yes, no, it, it does a song called The News, which you can find uh, by Carbon Silicon. It's a great band. Sounds like a clash. He goes, this song's called The News. It's for Greg and Elena. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 I'm like going, this is amazing. If I had, uh, if I had if, again, if my 12-year-old or 13-year-old self had seen Mick Jones dedicating a song, I think he liked Elena. I think he liked my wife because she was cute. And, but he was such a sweetheart. And so we ended up afterwards, we ended up drinking in, the in, the, in that bar. And it was such an unusual mix of people. I, you know, obviously, Glenn Matlock had written a lot of the Sex Pistol stuff. And Paul Cook was the drummer. But there's also the dude there who had sang the song um, for the Sopranos. You know, woke up this morning. Bought myself a gun. That dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Alabama Three. Band's called Alabama Three. So he was there um, because he was sick. They did a song. In fact, they did that song, but I think they did it the next night. 
But then um, it was just weird. You had all these really amazing people, like from the Buzzcocks. And it was, it was all the guys who are now in their 50s and 60s. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, holy shit. Thank God they don't know that I work for Fox News. But they didn't, you know, it was uh, great. So there, I went on a long tangent. No, it's a good one. It's a great one. Those are I'm I'm so insanely jealous right now. Like that's that's the dream, hanging out with Mick Jones. But here's the thing: all the people that you like are have more in common with you than the people who like them. So, for example, if you see any interview with Johnny Rotten, he is us. He's yeah, not he's not Antifa, and it is hilarious when you see like left-wing Antifa types, uh, talk to him and he's like, get, get off my, get out of my face. You don't, you're not a punk. You're nothing. You're pathetic. <laughs> he's got, he's got more in common with us. And, and if you ever talk to him, I mean, I did that podcast with him about a month ago, right before the election. Cause he, I did, I didn't know this. What, what, what what's this other podcast? I, my, I do a thing called, uh, what's it called? I do a podcast called the one. And um, I had him on, and, and it's called The One. I'm the one. It's, it's, I, thought, I, thought, I thought Johnny Rotten had a podcast. He probably does have a he, podcast. He, no, no, but you know what? So he, um, he's very pro-Trump. And he's like, uh, he said that, you know, he's, he believes that Trump needs to be elected. Trump's the most, in his mind, Trump, he called, you know what he called Donald Trump? Johnny what? Rotten. He, wait, say that again. Say that again. Who? He called Donald Trump Donny Rotten. That's he outstanding. That, he believes that Trump is, Trump is the epitome of the spirit of punk. And I wrote about this, by the way, I wrote about this a couple of years ago about the nature of punk rock and, and uh, conservatism and how, and he was explaining it to me that like, you have to understand that there was no left wing. There was no like leftism with punk. It, that was, it's all bullshit. And it was like, and it was like, and you start thinking about like, well, uh, Johnny Ramone, when he was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, said, God bless uh, George Bush when he got up there. Yeah. And we were sort of like, holy crap. And there's all, the, I, I, Michael, I could tell you people that would, you would be shocked are on our side. If you, if I, but I can't tell you because that would, because they don't want to be, they can't afford, they would lose, they would lose their friends and livelihood. There's a guy that if I told you, was a avid Trump supporter and devastated over Trump losing. If I told you who it was, it would blow your mind. But I can't tell you because it would, it would also, he would lose everything. He would yes. Lose. And by the way, edgy punk rockers, seven, eight of them, dude, I, God, I wish I could tell you. I'm going to tell you a few of them because a few of them have, um, the chick from Royal Trucks, who I love. I can't think of her name now, but she's in Black Bananas with the red eye. Uh, she's she's a, like she's a libertarian. Exine Zervenka. Yeah. She's, she's like a libertarian. Uh, Billy Zoom from X used to do Red Eye. These it, it, Joe uh, Joe Escalante from the Vandals. There are, I mean, a lot of these people are. They're not political. They're just smart. There you go. There you go. And I tell you, that's. I can come. I can do the same. I can play the same kind of thing on yeah. the on the Hollywood side of it. I know yeah, too many exactly. people in Hollywood who are like, 
on the down low, they're like, dude, he's the man. Right. I love him. Blah, 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 blah. But you just can't take that risk because you'll you'll lose everything. You'll lose Army ROTC prepares you not only as a college student, but as a strong leader, allowing you to earn the rank of second lieutenant. You will be eligible for full tuition, merit-based scholarships, and develop leadership skills essential for your future. Start strong and enhance your college experience. Visit your campus Army ROTC representative today. To find out how you can earn up to a full tuition scholarship, visit GoArmy.com podcast to locate your closest ROTC program today. Army officers inspire strength in others. Paid for by the United States Army. This is Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying. So I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad, real bad. But they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It is time. Take a seat. Get comfortable. America and all the other nations that listen to the show. It's What's on the Web with Paul. Paul, how are you? Michael, I'm doing fine, but for those who are homosexuals, it was a bad week. It was. It was a bad week for the homosexuals. I think I know where you're going with this because we talk about what's on the web we talk about what's at the loftusparty.com are you talking about the clip i posted uh yes as a matter of fact i am because they had a, a lot of a lot of homosexuals had to apologize yeah this is what there was a there was a montage that uh, tucker carlson put together and i felt compelled to post it just all the the late night talk show air quote, comedians just fawning all over. Uh, so, Trevor Noah, are you a homosexual? I am. I am a homosexual. Jimmy Fallon, all of them. Um, and, and you got to be careful. This is why comedy, and I don't consider myself a contrarian, but there always has to be that in comedy, you need someone who's taken the other side of everything. And when you pick a side, boy, you better know what the heck you're talking about when you put your neck out there. But of course, there's going to be no, there's going to be no blowback. Nobody's going to, all you can do is make fun of them. And that's what I tried to do when I posted the video. <laughs> Why'd they choose to go with homosexual and just say, instead of just saying, I'm a fan? Why'd they put the sexual part on there? You know what? I think it was because the nipple rings. I really do. <laughs> Seriously, because the nipple rings, they stood out so literally, literally, uh, they stood out so big in that uh, press conference. They're like, oh, he's a he's that's we're going to we're not going to run from that. We're going to steer into that curve and say that's sexy. Ooh, he's a sexy guy. And I'm a quote. Uh, it's just all it's <laughs> it's unsavory, Paul. It's unsavory. What else do we got going on? 
Speaking of cringe videos, the White House put out a vaccine video that is just really repulsive. If you go to the website, you can watch it at this White House vaccine video will convince you to avoid it. What did you think about that? Well, I knew something was up with it. I'm like, there's no way. Here's what here's my thought. I go. I was thinking if this is a White House intern. They need to quit and start a TikTok or a YouTube because that is just flamboyant and over the top. Turns out it is like a, a YouTuber, uh, social media influencer. But he, here's here's my problem with it. Like I got listen, I'm sure that I'm sure the dude has a uh, he's like dressed half as a man, half as a woman, really long fingernails. And it's just it's the very, 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 very it's almost like a, a, a stereotype of, hey, sister, let's go. You go rock that girl. Let's go get some jabs. Get the shots in the yard. <laughs> My problem with it, like if the if the idiot, if the dude wants to run around the White House and, and make a video, OK, but like Jen Psaki is in it. There's other it's like it's like the White House. Where are your priorities, man? Like that. What? I don't. It's just such a colossal waste of time. Such a colossal waste of time. And who are they talking to? Who are they? It's like they're preaching to the choir. Oh, it was uh, that was that was bad. That it was it was bad on every level. I thought it was also great timing with Joe Biden choosing to to lose the war in Afghanistan too. When you when you compare the loss in Afghanistan with that video, that just kind of summarizes the state of America right there, those two things. Yes. Yes. That perfectly encapsulated. When when you know you're going to be leaving Afghanistan, and you're like, okay, well, the Taliban's going to be trying some shenanigans, and blah, 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 and literally, literally, on, not that it was a priority, but one of the priorities of the White House is let's make sure we get this TikTok video done. That's uh that that does that encapsulates it. That encapsulates it. So speaking okay. of the White House, yeah. you wrote about Hunter. You wrote about Hunter's lady, latest missing laptop. And before you get into that, I saw at least one commentator from the conservatives saying, "I don't understand why anybody cares about Hunter Biden." Well, the story with the latest missing laptop is, is he claims he was doing drugs with some Russian drug dealers, and they took his laptop. So, of course, they now have leverage over the president's son. That's a security issue. But beyond that, basically, Hunter Biden is everything the Democrats say Donald Trump is, everything they lie about it. And so it's a huge deal. And what do you th what are your additional thoughts on that? Well, it's just first of all, you have to point out the hypocrisy of like when you when you think about Don Jr. Don Jr. has a meeting at Trump Tower with a woman who's from Russia. There's multiple witnesses there. And that was the end of democracy. We have to have a full investigation. You have to get him in front of Congress. And here you have, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Was Hunter uh, emailing his dad? Was he arranging, hey, don't worry, you guys, just give me the money and I'll make sure my dad comes and visits you. And it's like, and there was like a meeting, I guess, uh, with, with, uh, with um, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and like Carlos Slim, whatever that billionaire in Mexico, and, and state secrets and all that stuff. 
it's a security risk. And just to have the media just be like, are you guys still doing the Hunter Biden thing? Like, holy crap. How much incriminating Forget the forget the sex stuff. There, there, there could be state secrets. There could be incriminating. Oh, it's just, it's just unbelievable. I actually in the video uh, that, that that the New York Post put up, I feel sorry for the hooker in that one because the hooker, <laughs> she like she becomes legal counsel for Hunter. In the thing, he's like, yeah, these Russian guys took my laptop and there was there was sex stuff on there and all that. And she's like, ooh, they might try to blackmail you. So now she should be on the clock as, as giving him legal counsel. Don't. Well, <laughs> I mean, she could she could definitely be legal, a legal expert on CNN, sit her right beside Tubin, right? Isn't, isn't yes, Tubin their legal she could, expert? She could inspire Tubin. Hey, <laughs> hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Here I am. I just. <laughs> As a hooker, though, you see Hunter Biden coming down. You're like, okay, this is going to be a great payday. But then, man, you got to sit and you got to talk to him. He's going to talk about his art. He's going to talk about his dad. It's going to be, ugh, just it's got to be exhausting. It's got to be exhausting. I felt bad for the, I, I felt bad for the hooker. <laughs> so since hookers are now just A-OK in our politics, we're going to move on to entertainment because, you know, Really, what what is there to talk about in politics when the media just ignores the Hunter Biden story? So let's go on to some entertainment. So yes. we did MTV in the 80s when it got started last week. And now we have Lisa who did Who's That MTV Music Video Star 1990s edition. What did you think about MTV once it started to get into the 1990s? I wasn't watching in the 90s. I tapped out. MTV, MTV in the 90s is a mystery to me. It is a complete and total mystery to me. I had other things going on. They weren't showing uh, music videos, I thought, at all. It was just a waste. But like, what was uh, what were some of the highlights of of Lisa's piece? Well, she did uh, one was Blink One Eighty Two. I don't know if I've ever listened to Blink One Eighty Two. Not not uh, not by choice anyway. But apparently, they must have done a video where they were all naked running around. And I guess it must have been a thing back in the 90s. I, I thought it was odd that, that you would go up and say to your, your fellow bandmates, hey, guys, you want to all get naked and just go running around? But apparently that was a thing they did. Um, that was the one that I can remember off the top of my head. What yeah. do you think of that idea? What do you think of the idea of, hey, guys, let's just all get naked and run around together? What's your thoughts on well, that? Well, I'm trying to remember. I'm, I'm trying to remember what song that was because there was a song where in the in the song that they talk about a dude waking up after a night of partying in his girlfriend's bedroom and and he's naked and he's hung over and maybe it's act my age again i don't know it's that i i, I never i remember when uh the red hot chili peppers were doing that like back in the day they would perform just wearing like socks over their junk or they just be wearing jock straps. There's always a weird, uh, and I got friends who it's like they just want people to see them naked. I, I, I if that's, <laughs> I, I don't know what the uh, maybe I have a poor uh, body image, <laughs> but like uh, my buddy Bert Kreischer is like he always wants to get naked. He just always like. At every single one of his shows, he's going to take off at least his shirt. There's a chance the pants and the underwear will come off as well. I just don't know what that mindset is. I don't know 
why but some some people are into it so i guess more power to you if you want to hey let's do a video where we're all naked it'll be fun and okay that that's great yeah. Right. Well, next time Gutfeld gives you any any trouble about the clothes you're wearing, you can tell him, hey, at least I'm not naked. Uh, yeah, know. I will. But you know what? I'd have to be able to back that up. I'd have to be able to go, hey, buddy, it's either this or this. And then I just stand up and start taking off my pants. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that would get him to stop the show right then and there. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> I think well, he'd be like, keep going. So we, <laughs> he would call my bluff. We can we can transition now into some comic book news. Yeah. And so comic book publishers, to me, this is not I'm not I don't get outraged at this stuff anymore. The big two, which would be DC and Marvel, they're done. They have no ideas. They don't they can't do anything because everything has to be woke. So their latest thing they did is they made Robin of Batman and Robin, the Tim Drake version. He's now bisexual. And you wrote, so now Robin is by. What additional thoughts do you have on that? It's well. Here's here's the the this not stunning, but the shocking. Comic book sales are up. Comic book sales have been growing. Now maybe they aren't growing at the rate that most people think, but like uh, I know a couple of comic book artists, uh. And they're all like, oh, it's the end of comic books. It's the end of comic books. Uh, on, on, on contraire, uh, comic book sales are up. And you get – here's what I'm, for lack of a better term, sounding the alarm on. Uh, this is uh, – oh, what am I what – am how do I want to say this? How do I want to say this? It is like – propaganda in a weird way because you, you if you're dc comics and you're like okay so let's make they made cap they've got they've got a gay captain america over at marvel so okay let's have a bisexual tim drake and blah 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 blah, blah. but to me it's just it's like it's promoting a lifestyle it's promoting an agenda and that's when it kind of dips into you know, the, the, the propaganda of it all. And like, to me, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm an old school comic book guy. I never really gave, if you had an episode of Spider-Man where Spider-Man was on a date with freaking Gwen Stacy for the entire episode, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to want my money back. I want to see how Spider-Man's fighting the vulture. And like, if, if you're going to dip into... Oh my gosh. First of all, it's Robin. So I don't really care about him. And oh, and then and then he's like, he's a puss. He's a puss. In the episode they're talking about, he's like, oh boy, I'm gonna ask this guy out on a date. Oh, and he's got butterflies in his stomach and he's not confident and blah blah blah. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like to me, it goes against his character. Like, seriously, oh, I hope he likes me. What if he says no? Dude, you risk your life every night beating up villains, conquering death. You are living on the edge. And you mean to tell me, I hope this, it's like, so not only it's the bisexual thing, but it's the self-doubt and the freaking, like, ah, it's the, all of it is just, 
unsavory and against his character. Like, seriously, if Robin was going to be by, Robin would be like, hey, dude, let's go bang. He would just, like, you, you have, you'd have confidence. It's horrible. It's horrible. And it's it's just another one. There's no escaping this this whole woke thing. It's it's in the schools. It's in the comic books. It's in every piece of entertainment. It is. Uh, it's a bummer, man. It's a bummer. There's nowhere. Uh, where else can you go just to be just entertain me? Can someone please just flip and entertain me? Why do you think I've been pounding away at independent artists and writing my own stuff? That's, to me, it's just an opportunity to do that. I'm done with all the mainstream stuff. It doesn't outrage me anymore because, like you said, it's everywhere. And people who think they can complain their way out of it, too bad. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing is is trying to, you know, help out creators and authors and and alternative because there's there's got to be... There's got to be room for that. I don't find I don't find this DC. I don't find it brave. I don't find it edgy. It's just like, ugh. It's just self-congratulatory and look at me and aren't we interesting and special? And no, no, you're not. You're not. It's not interesting. Oh boy, nope. how does Robin get laid? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? It's just bad all the way around. How many yeah. how many more do we have time for? One or two? Let's go with uh let's try one. And then if there's another one, I'll chime in with one of my own. All right. Do we want to go with making fun of the Wuhan rules, or do you want to talk a little bit about the Suicide Squad? Let's go let's go Wuhan rules. The Wuhan rules, of course, as you know, is a video you put together and it's a song. And it probably, and I don't want to say for sure, but it's at least in part, was inspired, of course, by the Obama birthday bash. <laughs> well, it was. Um, I was I was playing the guitar uh, last weekend and were just noodling around, and then was it was inspired, and then I thought, oh, this will be a a, a fun and funny video. I dude, I I thought. I thought that song was great. I thought that thing entertained me because it starts. If, if you if for the, for our listeners who haven't seen it, shame on you. What's wrong <laughs> with you? But it just goes through like, OK, first they told us this. Then they told us that. Then they told us this. And then they told us that. And it it, it comes full circle. And uh, I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was h- hilarious and smart and satirical. <laughs> I thought yep. it was great. So people definitely want to visit the website, making fun of the Wuhan rolls. And even better, once you go and watch that, there, of course, that links to the YouTube account as well. So they can click on go to YouTube and see all the other videos that we have on the YouTube account. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Do you want okay, to do the do... Suicide Squad at all, or that that's all that we have time for? Uh, the Suicide Squad, I think uh, the the Gimlet and I are going to talk about that in the Patreon uh, segment because I have a, I have a lot of thoughts there. I have a lot of thoughts there. Have you seen it? Not the movie, but I definitely read your review of it. Your non spoiler review of it. I know. I thought I thought that was very uh, that was that was very cool of me uh, to do that. Um, okay, so 
everyone needs to go. And here's the one that I'm going to pick. Uh, we put up uh, we put up the the daily dose of Internet. I, I really like that. Oh, my gosh. OK, two of them, two of them, two of them. Uh, uh, Cranky Gordon did a great piece on uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger with screw your freedom and all that. You yep. got to guys go check out that. And then I got it. This one just made me laugh so hard. Your new morning alarm. It's this guy. He's a he's a DJ. He's a YouTuber. He's legit. He's like a legit DJ. I believe his name is uh, Mark Rabillet. Very popular YouTube channel. He does this little techno mix of your new morning alarm and it's a short video it's like 50 some seconds but it oh my god that made me laugh that made me laugh time to get up it it just it there's we try to entertain we try to put just some funny stuff just some good stuff up there too some days i'm just so delighted with the i'm looking at the website now i'm looking at it on my phone paul and it's like I don't know if did we change something because it looks just wonderful or maybe it's the colors I picked I picked some good I picked a great picture for my suicide squad thing okay so there's tons there's going to be tons more there's wonderful stuff at the website every day lots of people jumping in with uh with comments and I'll say it now I will respond to every comment on the website Facebook Sometimes it takes me a while. YouTube, I, I can't respond to them all. But the website, that is that is that is home base. That is home base. So, Paul, thanks for another wonderful weekly segment of What's on the Web with Paul. Have a good one, my brother, and I will you talk too. to you soon.